So today's uh, episode of the Druider Podcast uh, is going to be a little different than we've done before. I have uh, I have some. We're doing stuff different, and uh, so we're trying to change some things up. And and and, and I just wanted to explain. It's been a minute since we've uh, had an episode, and I faded that out too fast, but that's okay. <laughs> it's been a while. I, I didn't even look. The, I meant to look it up and see when the last episode was, but it has been a while. And uh, I have with me today Dylan Stanford. Uh, Dylan actually reached out to me um, oh, somehow about a year and a half ago. It's, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, and 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 so he was curious as to what I was going to be doing with the podcast. Dylan reached out to me um, a couple a year and a half ago, whatever. Yeah, and and so what I my vision for the podcast was more of a historical. Uh, Look at as the outsider. I'm not from Deritter, looking at learning Deritter and and getting an idea of what it is. But Dylan reached out, and I don't know how he got my name and number, but he reached out to me and sent me a message on Facebook and asked if I was still doing it. And I was like, Yeah, but I need a I knew some new life in it. And uh, and I said, What do you want to do? So he called me, and uh, we was chatting, and 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 you wanting to do more like new, pop culture, yeah, kind of new events, things going on. Um, stories of of folk town, yeah. People, so a so. little bit of the old time stuff, but mostly like you you said before that you were talking about trying to learn Deritter as well. Yeah. So like you looking at it from the perspective of I'm an outsider, I've lived here my whole life. Deritter is yeah. all I know. Um, and the older I've gotten, the more I've come to love it, and I want to know more about the history and about the historical events, like you were talking about as well. Yeah. And there's of course there's a lot of stuff going on and. And uh, so uh, Dylan's been going to school, and that's kept him from having enough time. And I keep reaching out like, hey, we are, I'm a bit busy, you know? Yeah, for, <laughs> and for, then, for a while now, yeah. And then he got married, and then that takes a lot of time, too, mm-hmm. I understand. And so I appreciate you. Uh, we So one of the things that we were talking about doing was uh, hitting up some a lot of stuff. When we, when we see stuff hitting the news and hit, seeing stuff hitting – Facebook and Deritter were like, man, what we could be talking about this too, and and so I reached out a, a month or two ago and I said, hey, mm-hmm. there's this thing going on right now about four day versus five day at school, mm-hmm. and it was massive. It was huge. There was a huge debate, and there's still a huge debate on it. Still is. And there's not a lot of information getting out. And technically, the way we're doing this, we're a media entity, so we can uh, get a press pass and everything, and we can start asking questions. And so I, I kind of approached Dylan about that. Like, look, we could do this. We can make this something that, that this is about. And, and he said, yeah, let's do it. And so he's got a new schedule at work, so it's allowed him to get a little bit more free time. And so we're going to try to to do this. I, I'm not going to say that we're going to put out an episode on any sp- specific schedule, but we're going to try to be a little more diligent about it. Um, and I've I've come to enjoy Dritter a little bit, except for when the June. <laughs> it, it's hot. It's really hot. It's hot in the studio. I gotta come up with something better. I need something way better than this little window unit. Um, but it's just so hot. You can't you can't beat it. I mean, this this heat's like it's it's crazy. But it's funny though because I keep an eye on this, on the weather and how it goes. And rare, I think the last day that we had in the 90s last year was in like the early part of September. Now, it was still really humid. So realistically, basically most of September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, at the end of May, we hit 90s. 
on May 19th on graduation, on my daughter's graduation, it was the first day over 90. Really? Yeah. So we rarely are in the 90s, but I would take 100 degrees over this humidity. Which exactly. Today it was both. <laughs> it, was, it was like 100 and... I, my, our, our truck our truck said 100 degrees, so it was, it was kind of crazy, but... Mm. But it's warm, and uh, and but that's like, I, I tell people all the time, ask you know if you're from Appalachia, why are you down here? And I'm like, well, you know, God kind of moved us down here, work moved us down here. Um, like, the only reason I, the only reason I don't go back is because of the people. And Dritter's a great place for well, some people, but it's anywhere you go, you're not you're not going to mm-hmm. find a town full of amazing people. There's going to be some people that are aggravating, but but Dritter is a great little spot. You know, it's there are people. There's a reason that the army people retire here. That's what I was going to say. There's a lot of retire retirement here, especially in the military. They mm-hmm. like it. The young people. I've said this in other episodes that young people, their first tour in Fort Johnson is uh, they hate it. They hate this place. But as they grow older and have kids and stuff, they, they a lot of people stick around. So, um, so today we're going to go over some things and we're going to just kind of hit on what's going on right now and get Dylan's feet wet. Getting behind the microphone, he's a little nervous. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> First, we've talked about this for a long time, so yeah. so it's been a year and a half building up to this moment. Right, so. you should be ready then. Like, well, you know, <laughs> it's a little different when you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. And he was saying today, he goes, "I don't have a radio voice." I'm like, "Yeah, I neither do I. I just talk." So well, you sound like a like a rough caveman kind of voice, you know? I sound <laughs> That's like a of little the beard. kid. <laughs> well, how old are you? I am 22. Yes, I'm yeah. 44, so I'm double your age, which different. is. It is, and to me, that's what was kind of intriguing about having you come on and be a part of this, is because of that age difference. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know, you're probably considered Gen Z, and I'm at the end of I'm at the end of uh, Gen X. Uh, so, but that whatever, I don't really care because uh, it doesn't matter what generation you were born in. Is what matters is who you was raised by, mm-hmm. because I was raised by uh, pre boomers, like. Like I was raised by grandparents, whatever they call that, the greatest generation or whatever. All my grandparents were, uh, you know, I spent a lot of, now my mom and dad was there, but uh, I spent a lot of time around grandparents who grew up and survived the Depression. So their perspective's a lot different. Uh, now people's grandparents were born in the 60s. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> like my daughter's, my, my mom was born in 58, and so that that's crazy for me to think about, so, but... But anyway, so today's episode of the Dritter Podcast, as we slowly get our way through here, is brought to you by Glossin on the Go. Glossin on the Go, Go, Glossin on the Go, G-E-A-U-X, is is a company that it does, a. it's a new startup company that does mobile uh, car detailing. It is run by Ty Harrington and TJ Russell. They have a trailer. They can come to wherever you are. If you have a car truck all the kinds of stuff they've even done some rvs if you check them out on facebook glossin g-l-o-s-s-i-n apostrophe i like how they dropped the g and not glossing but glossin on the go g-e-a-u-x check them out on facebook uh again that's ty harrington and tj russell uh those two guys i have i've seen a lot of their work firsthand it's pretty amazing stuff and they they take it very serious, and uh, and so give them a call. It's a uh, Glossin on the Go on Facebook, G E A U X. Check them out. So this week, um, today is Monday. What's today's date? I don't even know. It is the I should have nineteenth. Nineteenth. Today's the nineteenth. So this week, twenty third, twenty or twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth is the Watermelon Festival. 
that's the big deal for Beauregard Parish. Every parish has a fair, um, and a lot of parishes have their own festival. Mm. Uh, but this is our festival for Beauregard Parish. And you said you don't really know that much about it. How have you done that? I, I, I don't know how I've gone this far and not known anything about the Watermelon Festival. It's, it's a huge thing in Beauregard Parish. And I, maybe we'll have to visit it back after we get some more information these, yeah. this weekend. So it's something I'm definitely interested in and looking more into. So what's interesting about it is I don't think it's that old. And I know if anybody's listening and they're in charge of it, they're going to be like tell, screaming at me. But it's not on their website. Actually, it probably is. I just couldn't dig it. So uh, it's BeauregardWatermelonFestival.com. Or you can go on the Beauregard Watermelon Festival uh, on the Facebook page. And uh, see all the information, man. They got some cool stuff. Uh, I'm just flipping down through here, and I, I'm this is my research. I'm just flipping through right on Facebook. They have a goat roping on Thursday. They have a mutton busting uh, uh, competition on Saturday. Let me tell you, last year we had a kid at our church, and their military family. They actually just moved to Alaska, and their son won the mutton busting for his age, and. Man, it was so exciting watching them kids, you know, trying to hold on to sheep and run around and do all that kind of stuff. It was, that's a blast. And there's all kinds of things. If you're not from DeRitter and you've never been, I would highly recommend that you take your family. It's going to be warm and uh, it's 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 hot, but there's a lot of stuff to do there. Uh, I saw that it's five dollars for adults. It's uh, kids under or five dollars for admission. Three and under is free. If you're active duty military with ID, it's free as well. And so please come and enjoy. They have all kinds of stuff, man. They got little booths. They'll sell you anything that you can think of. Uh, and then there's our my church, Crossway Church, has a booth. And uh, you can come in there and and, uh, and visit with us. I'm sure they'll have a – last year we had these giant fans that was real cold and blew mm-hmm. cold air and stuff. And people really enjoyed that, and I'm going to enjoy that this weekend too. So, uh, But I, I, I'm going to say that there's going to be a carnival, but I don't know yet. There almost always is, but uh, so there's a carnival for for those of you. I'm sure y'all already know that as you as you're listening. So, um, but I mean, I would check it out because there's a lot of cool stuff, and they have a building up top that's air conditioned, so you can go up there and kind of relax and get out of the heat for a few minutes. But but if you ain't ever been, check it out because uh, it's 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 basically it's Deritter's uh, Beauregard's uh, festival that they do that nobody else does. I don't know of any other area doing one in the state or at least in our greater area uh but it's in the fairgrounds it's in town like behind uh o'reilly's and uh burger king and steamboat mm-hmm. bills and stuff like that you'll see the carnivals um so it's it's right in the middle of town so it's kind of neat but i'm sure it's got a lot to do with the sugar town watermelons yeah yeah i mean sugar dumped in the river i mean yeah it's got a well it's got a reputation but if you look up like the greatest watermelons in the United States is ain't on the top twenty-five list. Really? Yeah. Is it, it, have you heard the like? I've heard a few different stories, but how the sugar is in the watermelons? Something about so the story I was told basically growing up was a dump truck of sugar, cane sugar, fell into the creek off a bridge. Yeah, so and so that's why town? the the sugar town watermelons are so <laughs> filled with sugar. <laughs> is that true? I, probably, probably not. not. <laughs> But what's interesting is technically by LSU standards, anything that grows within 25 miles of the 113-112 interchange. No, no, no. No. Yeah, 113-112 in Sugartown, where those two come together. Anything within 25 miles of that can be called a Sugartown watermelon. Really? Yeah. 
So, <laughs> sorry, Maribel, you're out. <laughs> People just be slapping Sugartown yeah. watermelons on their side. So, one of my favorite, uh, there's a guy, that, uh, he, he lives in Baton Rouge now, but he grew up in Singer. And he was in Vietnam, and he said he was walking through the jungle, and they were just, like, running around everywhere, and there was, like, firefights and everything, and they just kind of walk up into this little village, and they can hear people chattering and everything. And so they just kind of walk through the leaves like it's curtains and walked in, and we're walking down the street, and they see, like, a farmer's market. And he said he went around the corner, and he looked, and there's a sign that says, Sugartown Watermelon. <laughs> Everybody claims to be Sugartown Watermelon, so... But my mom will take one home with her. If she comes to visit and they got them out, she'll grab one and take it back to North Carolina. They're good. Yeah. I got to give it oh, to they her. they are good. They're really good. I've, I've always enjoyed them. So with uh, to recap what we've been talking about with the Watermelon Festival, it is the June the 22nd through the 24th, uh, 2023. Uh, it is from 6 to 10, most day, 6 p.m. to 10 on Thursday. It is 12 to 11 p.m. on Friday and 10 a.m. to 11 p.m. on Saturday. They have a beauty festival or pageants. If you're in the pageants and stuff like that, man, take your kids and let them see the princesses. That's what my daughters always used to call the ladies with the tiaras as princesses. And, and they have a lot of stuff. And I, I highly recommend that you go. That is a, a time. Uh, I like to go on Friday afternoon with just me and my wife and just kind of mingle with everybody in town that's kind of a that's something i've always enjoyed doing the the fair and the watermelon festival anything like that friday night most of the people leave the kids at the house and it's just the people in my generation and we sit around talking it's always been fun so um but yeah try check it out the watermelon festival if you're hearing this after the watermelon festival i'm sorry check it out for next year and um and there you go so uh the other thing we was kind of hitting on today um and we was, I want to tell you, we were reluctant to bring it up. So the next thing we was kind of wanting to hit on, we, I want to tell you, we was, bit, we was kind of reluctant. We talked about, like, should we bring it up? Should we talk about it? Uh, but, and we kind of hit it a few minutes ago, but there is no more Fort Polk. It is gone. And Fort Polk has been um, the name of that base for a long time, back when it was Camp Polk. And it was commissioned by... Um, Dwight Eisenhower, which is kind of funny. So it was in the 50s. So um, it's been my father-in-law retired Army here, but he went to basic training at Fort Polk back in the early 70s, I think, or late 60s or 70s, I'm not really sure, a long time ago. And so they used to have boot camp here. They've had all kinds of divisions come through here. Uh, people, like I said earlier, when, they, when they're young in the military, they come to Fort Polk, they hate it. And when they're older, they come to Fort Polk, they love it. So it's just kind of a different mentality. But... They've changed the name, and we can get into the details as to why they changed it, but I'm sure everybody listening knows already. And uh, and and I've said from the get-go, I'm not trying to start politicking and stuff in here, and so we're just going to have a good time. But they're changing the name, and as a matter of fact, the sign the is sign changed. The sign says Fort Johnson. Yep. And I, I was dry, I had to go to New Lano on uh, a Sunday morning real early, and I, and I saw it, and I was like, man, that's... It just didn't feel right. Yeah. I passed that today. Yeah. Did not feel right. It's been... All I've ever known, Fort Polk. You take that for for granted, though. Like I, I see you did some research, but yeah, because it's uh, it's one of them things. Well, I don't knew. I knew all that useless stuff already. <laughs> if it's useless, it's in my head. If if I need it, I can't remember it. But uh, um, you know, it, it's it, it's a name, and we get used to names, and we get used to like if they changed it from Pine Street to 
you know, Dillard Street. Like, you know, everybody trip out because it's not, you know, but it's still the same street. It's just got a different name to it. You know, like people upset. And there's some people who, uh, it, I mean, everybody's going to get a paycheck if they work there. It's not going to change. It's just going to take some getting used to. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of holdouts. It's going to call it Fort Polk forever. I'm going to call it Fort Polk. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take me a long time to stop calling it Fort, Fort Polk. Uh, but I thought it was funny. So I looked up. Uh, I actually saw it on TikTok when they were talking about all the names. I mean, it's, it's not just little old Fort Polk either, which is a huge Army base, by the way. It's one of the largest Army bases in the United States, especially if you add in Peace on Ridge. It's mm-hmm. a huge Army base. Um, but, I mean, we Bragg, Benning, Hood. Uh, I was told Fort Knox changed. I mean, Fort Knox, everybody knows what Fort Knox is. Um, but I'm not sure about all of them, but... They changed them, you know, and it and it kind of it's it's something we got to get used to. We got to learn and 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 deal with it. Uh, but it's just one of them things. It's changed. Last Monday, I believe. So I drove up through there to look at the sign, and they still had Fort Polk on it. And so the next time I went through, and it was early in the morning, about three o'clock in the morning, and it was uh, and it looks so different. The font is such a big word mm-hmm. compared to Polk. Well. I guess when I'm old, I'm able to tell my kids I was alive when it was Fort Polk instead of Fort John. So I'm one of the weirdos, I guess, that because I'm not from here and, and all that, I assumed that it was named after um, the president of the United States, James Polk. But it wasn't. And, and so I've also noticed that a lot of southern states have a Polk County and now I'm wondering if it was after the president or after that general. So, but every southern state has a Jeff Davis county or parish. Every one of them. Really? Yep. And he was the president of the Confederacy. Every southern state has a well, Jeff Davis parish for Louisiana, Iowa, and all that. But it's kind of interesting. But I, I know it's going to be a culture shock for a lot of people, and a lot of people are really, really upset about it. But it's one of them things that. We just kind of got to deal with it and yeah, just it get used to it. Can't change it. Yeah. You can't stop them, but we can still call it Fort Polk amongst ourselves. But, well, so the not to plug not to plug a business. I'm not trying to, but I'm about to. Uh, just south of town, just south of 26, and at, uh, there's a gas station on the left past, right before you get to Pleasant Hill Baptist, called Poteets. Okay. I okay. know you. I know you're at. Yeah. And it used to be called Jet Stop long time ago. And and it was called Jet Stop because apparently a jet crashed there and that's where the jet stopped. <laughs> that's a good one. I ain't heard that. I I mean and then later I heard that and I thought that was pretty cool. That's that's uh, a good name. But then well it's not cool, but the guy survived. But then I met a guy who swears he was standing in the back of his truck, he's like fourteen. And driving down, driving south on 171, back then it was a two-lane road. And uh, I remember when it was a two-lane road, and I'm not from here. How about that? I, first time I visited, that was a two-lane road. And um, But uh, he said he was, they were rounding the curve, and they saw the jet crash. Now, I don't know if that's true, but they called it Jet Stop forever. And then different owners, different stuff, they call it Poteet's Pit Stop now. Um, and so there's a lot of old people who still call it Jet Stop. And I guess there's a lot of old people who's going to call it Fort Polk. A lot of young people who's going to call it Fort Polk forever. So, Well, we'll be old people one day. Because, yeah, I've, n- I've never heard it as Jet Stop. Yeah. Never. 
Well, it's n- there's nothing that says jet stop on it. It's right. just listening to the old people talk about it, or the I say old people, but the people who are around for it, you know, right. calling it jet stop. So, but that that's just the way it is. Sometimes things change, and sometimes they change for, you know, just because, and sometimes they change for bad reasons, and um, or good reasons even. Sometimes it's a good, maybe it's a good thing. You know, I'm not going to say it's a bad thing that they change the name of the base, but. Um, it's changed nonetheless. And, and so it's going to take some getting used to. I did notice driving through Rose Pine, there's a sign that said 10 miles to Fort Polk. That sign does not say that anymore. They really? changed, they've changed the street names. The They're quick. Yeah. They were, I mean, I think that the way they rolled it out, it was, it was all done at one time. And so they went through and they took care of everything. So all the way out highway 28, any of the sign that said Polk is no longer says Johnson, which is okay. So this is the funny thing. Okay, I I know a lot of linemen because I do line work, and I know that on the backside of Fort Polk is like Rock Ridge in Blazing Saddles. So when you get into like, they call it Johnsonville Bar for a reason. There's tons of Johnsons back there. I mean, tons of Johnsons, and and ain't none of them related to each other either. If you ask them, are you related to so and so Johnson? Nope. There's different sets of Johnsons, and like, and I think that it's kind of fitting that. Of all the names that they could have named it, they named it a name that fits to everybody behind them or all the people <laughs> that are there, you know, and the, they can maybe take some pride in it knowing it. But I do want to mention, though, that the, the person I can't remember, I didn't, I did look up some of his information. I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Johnson's his last name. He won the Medal of Honor, a uh, Congressional Medal of Honor for, and, but he wasn't allowed to get it. Uh, because he was black, and so they wound up giving it to him afterwards, after he died, and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, so what he had done was a uh, an act of valor. He'd done some right. amazing stuff, and so he had won that Medal of Honor, and he deserved that Medal of Honor from if you read read the reports and stuff. And uh, so when they were changing the name, they picked him, and at least they didn't name it after some people I know in the military. That would have been a really bad thing. Right. I'll have to look into that. That's actually yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's the name now, so let's uh, learn a little more history behind it. So that's what I was thinking anyway. We don't want to take too long today. We just kind of wanted to. I, I need to get Dylan used to being in here. That's his problem. He does yeah, not want to talk a lot. A and shy. and uh, well, you got to get over that if you want to help with the podcast. You know, we got to work on that some. But um, so it's June. So not only does June mean heat and watermelon festival, June means um, hurricane season. June through November. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And there's some action going on in the Gulf. Or there sure is. not in the Gulf. It's in the Atlantic, and they think it's going in the Gulf. So, I can hope not. Uh, is, that, yes. is that fair? Yeah. yeah. Uh, after Laura, I was uh, – uh, I'm guilty. I enjoy overtime doing what I do, but that was, that was a bit much. And so uh, after Laura if, – if we would have just got Delta, we'd all be talking about how bad Delta was, and it was a right. hurricane, yada, yada. But after going through Laura, Delta felt like it was just a winter, like a storm. <laughs> My mom's house got wrecked uh, with, so Laura blew the roof off, tarped it. Delta blew the tarp off and just rained in the whole time. Oh yeah, so absolutely destroyed it. But uh, it was just so hot. I hate hurricanes officially. <laughs> As a kid, it's fun. You're camping out. You skip school. Whatever the case may be. And then now it's. Uh, no, I don't. I don't like being an adult with a yeah. hurricane. Yeah, it's a lot of work, man. And 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 it's, and we. It seems like we still 
you know, at work, we're still dealing with hurricane damage stuff. When you'll hear people Definitely. say, "Oh, it's been like that way since hurricane," like that's three years nearly. That's you know, like three years ago, and for sure. that was that was a that was crazy to think that it's been that long. But so one of the things that we kind of wanted to talk about was a, just a reminder, right? Since hurricane season, uh, there's action going in the Gulf. Um, have a plan. Like it, it, it's it's so important, and it can be so simple as to. Start calling people who live in Dallas or that you know in Arkansas, or you know, call ha, right. have a have a east plan and a west plan. I say, right? Because if if the storm's more to the west and we're catching it, then you want to go east. And if the storm's more to the east and you want to and we're catching it still, then you want to go west. You know that you want to have you a, or if you if you know somebody in Arkansas, hey, you know, hurricane season's coming. Yeah. Uh, so you got hur- a place for us to stay. Hurricane preparedness is more up my alley. Kind okay. of stuff I've been in, been around the past five years. But uh, the our parish has actually has some projects going on to help people as individuals be more prepared and a way to communicate. Because that was the biggest thing: communications down, right. uh, gas is gone. You need water. You need supplies. And it, it's pretty cool to finally be a part of something that's helping the community. So the parish is actually working on some getting some things together for the community to be able to help out each other. So, so who do you work for? So I actually work for MedExpress. Okay. Um, started my career off with Acadian, um, and that's what kind of got me in all this. So um, I've, it's, it's worked out for me, but to be more involved, I'm getting on with the fire department and different things. To be more involved with the community, that's where my heart's at. Um, the Fort Johnson and the and the watermelon festival, I'm gonna have to work on. <laughs> but you know, healthcare and safety is is really where my my passion's at. Right. Well, so, I, I hope so. If you're, if you're <laughs> a paramedic or no, so uh, real quick, because I'm I'm an idiot, right? So explain to me the difference between EMS, EMT, an EMT and a paramedic. Or uh, you'll hear okay. on TV call EMS. I'll, I'll explain all of it. So right. EMS is emergency medical services. Okay. So any of the ambulances, any anything? of the ambulances, okay. EMS, um, even fire department and all fire that. Department, when they bring that's their stuff, all EMS. Okay. Correct. So you have EMS, but inside EMS, you have your EMT, paramedic, EMR, different categories that they all fit under EMS. So your EMR is your first level emergency responder. Your EMT is your emergency technician, and then your paramedic is your highest level of care. Your paramedic. I did not um, know that. Yeah. So you start off. So actually, EMR is like a ten day class. A lot of people can get involved in, in like emergency medicine or emergency services with the fire department with just their EMR ten day class. Does it tend to be more of a volunteer type job? EMR? Yeah. Yes, um, but since the pandemic, healthcare in general has been needing help, needing assistance from everywhere, anywhere we can get it. So actually, you'll find a lot of EMRs on ambulances these days. Um, They can't have any big part in patient care. Um, most of the time your paramedic is, is taking over patient care. They do a lot of driving. Um, but once you get into your EMT, which is te- typically a three- to four-month class, you get more into your patient care. You can do transports and different things. And then you get into your paramedic, and you're full-on. you got all the, all the skills, all the things you want to do. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. But a lot of people do not, even nurses um, and, and nursing homes, different things, we're all EMTs. We're all ambulance drivers, you know. But there's actually a very large difference between the three. Okay, that's a, I've always heard... Because you'll hear them say, like, on their safety videos at work, like, call, call EMS. Like, and I'm like, well, I didn't understand. But it made sense to tech, a T for tech, but I, I just didn't know for sure. So, but, so you're a paramedic now. Correct. Finally. Yes, sir. So <laughs> when, I, when I first messaged you, I got into listening to podcasts because of school, listened to a lot of medical podcasts. And so I was like, man, DeRitter should have a podcast. So I'd, I'd been thinking about it for weeks, praying about it. 
And then I looked it up, and this is actually backstory of how I found your name. But I looked up Derrida podcast, and it was the first thing that popped up. I'm like, somebody made a Derrida podcast, <laughs> and it wasn't long before. I, yeah, it, yeah. I don't know. We might, might have had two episodes. Somebody beat me to the punch. So your name is actually on. The Derrida Podcast, and I, I Facebook stalked you. Yeah, okay. found <laughs> I didn't know somebody. I didn't know. That's fine. Okay. Like, <clears throat> I have a knife. It's okay. <laughs> but so, uh, so yeah. So, um, so ready or storm ready? Getting storm ready. So, so that that's important because right. it, we don't need to wait. Just because the Hurricane Rita was in September, just because Laura was in August, doesn't mean we don't get hit next week. Right. So what are things in your mind that people listening could be preparing even easily? So the first thing I go to is what would my family need? Um, water. It's a big one. Uh, if you can get your hands on water, water cases. Uh, flashlights. Along with flashlights, what you need? Batteries. Um, and then generators, gas. Uh, different things you're going to start. The longer these things carry out, you start running out of. So, I mean, everybody was fighting over gas. Uh, just like the pandemic, everybody's fighting over toilet paper. There's just a certain <laughs> amount of things that you get to prepare for throughout the year coming up on these these months that we expect hurricanes. So be thinking about gas, gas cans, uh, big thing is batteries, flashlights, um, water especially. So uh, a lot of people might not know this, and a lot of people would listen, they're like, duh, we know that. But if you, if you go to Walmart and you get a five-gallon red can, um, you can go to the Murphy's there and get ethanol-free gas. It's more expensive. It's ethanol-free, though, and it'll store really? way longer. Okay. And so if you can get, you know, five or six cans, yeah, it's 30 gallons, and just don't touch it. Have it sitting next to your generator. Um, have it in a space that won't get damaged or have it protected, and that's 30 gallons. That can get you going. Right. Um, and then you can go ahead and fill your generators up. I, I would recommend that everybody get their generators out now. Crank and them check, up. Crank them up. Make sure right. they work. Check the voltages on them. Make sure they actually will work. Everybody prepares the day before, though, and that's, right. that's the problem. Right. Get your, if you have a generator, get it out. If you don't have a generator, you know, talk to people. Find out the size of your house. You're probably not going to be able to run your entire house on a portable generator. So what you need is the ability to... Uh, keep your refrigerator running. Keep mm-hmm. keep your uh, your freezers from going bad. To have a window unit so everybody piles in the living room and sleeps in the living room, you know, stuff like that. So it might be that if you're on a well, you need to have that generator to run your pumps. Um, you might need that generator for your stove or whatever and to get you going. Uh, another thing you can get is propane. If you have gas grills, mm-hmm. uh, get you a couple bottles of propane and fill them up and have them on the ready, you know, because... Uh, you, you don't know a lot of people when they lose their power, they, one of the, one of my favorite stories. And again, again, I'm from North Georgia, West North Carolina. So we don't have hurricanes, uh, up there. Um, and so one, I remember the first time I heard of a hurricane hitting like the coast of South Carolina, I think it was hurricane Hugo in the late eighties and everybody had lost their refrigerators and freezers. And so they were going out and they were grilling and cooking all their food. And everybody was just eating and like, well, we're going to eat, you know, until we're out of food. And, and so for the first four days or so, everybody had food and then they ran out of food. And by then the power's coming back on, grocery stores is open up. And so you might find that, that if you don't have electricity and, and for some people, 
Man, there was there was people that we didn't get hooked up for thirty days later. Right. And if you live near a big three phase, you're going to get power quicker. But I mean, look at what happened to Lake Charles. Lake Charles, as big as Lake Charles was, it was thirty days because those transmission lines went down. Uh, that's a long time, you that's know, a for a city that size to not have electricity. Um, and and I think it's important for everybody to have that backup setup. You need to have a way of charging your phones. You need to have, a, and who knows if your phone will work. Uh, you need to have an emergency radio system if if your phones don't work. If you're a ham radio operator, man, you're just have backup generators and stuff to run it because that's an awesome deal. Like those people, they, they help a lot during that time. So chainsaws too. Yes, chainsaws. It was it was with great. good yeah. chains, <laughs> sharp chains. Don't be trying to sharpen your chain. Uh, the night before, uh, it was or great the seeing the community come together. Yeah, um, during that time, it, it was thirty days is a long time, but right. it was great to see everybody pitching in to help each other. Like you're talking about cooking the food, but what it first started off with was the chainsaws. I mean, within hours, we were right out of our house, and there was the li- the road was lined up with people starting to cut trees out right. of the roadway, and I was amazed at how many people owned chainsaws at that point. Yeah. But yeah. definitely buy a chainsaw if you don't have one. Yeah, I mean, go to pawn shop and get one. And uh, go to pawn shop, get it, and take it to a chain, uh, small engine repair and have them tune it up. That way it runs good. and, and Or, you know, find one. and Because and, you're not going to go wrong having one if you have a place to store it. And make sure you got the right gas. It don't take regular gas. Make sure you got the right mix stuff. Make sure you got bar oil because if you don't put the bar oil in it, it will lock mm-hmm. up and you won't have it. And just that seems silly, you know. But so you're just talking about water. Another thing that people need to think about is a way to the way to clean water. Because uh, if you live in town, you'll have water, but it'll be bowl advisory, you know. And and well, so that's another thing that's kind of weird about Louisiana. Is that you can be way out of out of town and have, still have city water? Where I'm from, you get out of city limits, you're off a well. No yeah, you're yeah. off a well. So, but there's still a lot of people who live off wells, and 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 you gotta be you gotta have a way to pump out stuff out of the ground. So, uh, be, think about ways to filter water too, and it could be catching rainwater and and filtering it could be just as good. Just make sure that what you're catching is clean. That's the biggest thing. Make sure it's good and clean. So. I, and this seems kind of silly way to do an episode, but like, I just I think it's important. And oh yeah, and another thing, if it's if it's touching the power pole and it's touching the ground, don't touch it. Okay, so, and that seems it seems pretty obvious, but I have seen uh, with the company that I work for, I have seen people touching power lines that they have no idea if it's electric electrified or not. They don't know. And that is an instantaneous appointment with Jesus. I mean, there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Right. And I do not want to hear about people dying because they were impatient. And just wait. And the, the day after, see, I hired on with Burger Electric on the 17th, and on the 27th, the hurricane hit. We didn't work that day. We didn't work the next day because everybody was having to deal with them. You, they said, you deal with you. You deal with your family. Fix your situation. But the next day, let's go. And we went and we rode every road that we could get down. And we cut every line out of the road safely so people could get out and stuff. And it was, it was 14, 15 hours of riding around. And we rode from Derrida to, 
the Quincy and then every little back road between the Quincy and, and Sulphur, and we cut and cut and cut and cut. And then so people how long everywhere. did it take y'all to, to get through all that? Just cleaning or get everybody restored? Both. Cleaning, I don't know. A long time. Yeah, it, but it, it, we worked for 38 straight days of 16-hour days. Yeah. And then and then they said, okay, we're done. And we're like, yay. So we kind of, it wasn't normal, but we went back to 10-hour days. And then 10 days later, Hurricane Delta hit, and we did it again. So, But it wasn't near as long. But it, we, we worked 38 straight days. Um, and then there's a lot of people that are out there working, and there's a lot of people out there getting it and doing what they can. So just if you don't know, if you're not 100% sure, don't, don't touch it. it. And even even if it, you're like, well, that's just a phone line. Well, yeah, it's a phone line, but do you know if there's a power line touching it down the road? You know, you got to be really careful of that. So that, to me, I, I, I've i spoken with some people about electrical safety, and, and I'd like to have them come in and do great. an episode. And I, I know it seems like, oh, why well, would we listen to that? You know, but I don't know. I just want to make sure everybody's safe. That's the Somebody will listen to it. Yeah. If you help one person. If anybody ever it. listens yeah. to any of this. I don't know if anybody's ever listened. I had one guy text me go, "Oh, that's great." I'm like, "Okay, well, yeah, yeah." One person listened, so. But uh, I'm I'm just excited because it's, uh, you know, Dylan's in here, and I'm hoping that that he can come in here and run with it and take it and do some stuff and and call me with ideas and run with it. And uh, there may be days that you only hear me, and there may be days you only hear him, mm-hmm. and that's cool with me too. So. Um, I don't know how this is going to pan out. I live by the model of I'm doing what the Lord wants me to do. And if he wants me to quit this, then you'll never hear me again. And I'm not going to continue to push on through something that I don't, I'm not supposed to do. And, but at the same time, if this morphs into something else, if, if this becomes something totally different and you take it over, or if, or if you get somebody else in here and you two take it over, I'm cool with that. You know, like, you can have the logo. You can have everything but the equipment. Sounds I good. need it. <laughs> I need it for other stuff. So. I think. I think if we just start getting some stuff out there, yeah, and, and see where it takes it. So uh, the next big thing is the Fourth of July. They have the thing mm-hmm. outside. I don't know that we'll have a, a time to get back together before that. But in the main, um, the main Dragon Town. If you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not from Deritter, and the main Dragon Town is called Washington Avenue, or Washington Street. So I don't think they've changed the name of it, but. It's the main Dragon Town. The train tracks on one side, all those old buildings on the other. Uh, in that area, they have uh, the Fourth of July celebration, and it's always a bang. It's and they have fireworks the right in the back of the first church uh, park or their driveway or their grass lot. They have fireworks. Right. Uh, it happens right at nine o'clock or so, dusk or dark. And uh, that's a great time. It's always been. That was the first thing I got to do when we moved here. Was that. And uh, 12 years ago, actually, today's the 19th. I've been here for 12 years today. Really? I moved to Louisiana. So, um, and so it's, it, it was hot that day, too. <laughs> so I moved from Western North Carolina to here. It was hot. Uh, oh, I bet that was a difference. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. But, hey, they don't have boudin back home, so it's, it's hard to beat. Hard to beat some boudin. But, uh, so today's episode is brought to you by Glosson on the Go. It is, as far as I know, Deritter's only... At least I'll say this. Okay. It's Deritter's only mobile detailing uh, shop. Online. They will come to where you are and uh, and clean your car, truck. Give him a call. Uh, his name is Ty Harrington, and the other guy's name is T.J. Russell. And uh, 
and those guys are really good at what to do. I personally can tell you that I have seen their work, and it is really detailed. They do not cut corners. It is some really nice stuff, and and I really uh, appreciate if you guys call and let them know you heard about them here on the Dritter Podcast. And and I'm excited because uh, so again, thanks for uh, tuning in, listening. Uh, my name is Jonathan Lunsford. I don't know if I said that at the beginning. I don't know if I did. But anyway, my name is Jonathan Lunsford, and and uh, we have Dylan Stanford. I've thought your name was Stafford this whole time. Stanford. Stanford. Yep. So a Ford and a Ford. L-U-N-S-F-O-R-D. That's correct. I'll have to tell you the history behind that Ford thing. So, uh, <laughs> But be blessed and have a wonderful day, and enjoy Beauregard Parish. Go to the Watermelon Festival, um, and just have a good time. Take your family, and uh, just have a blast. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you on the next one.